Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show from different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So today, I'm very excited. This is kind of a uh, Friendsgiving for Beer Me Radio. Um, we've got a bunch of people here on the show, very packed in studio. These are all voices, um, melodious and beautiful, of people um, that you have had on the show before. Uh, so we've got uh, Colleen Gillespie. She is the bar manager and general manager at Boundary Stone in Washington, D.C. Uh, we have Grant Vaughn. He is man about town, beer expert, along with um, Brett Weinrib also a man about town and beer expert. Uh, Sam Nellis is bar director for All Purpose, Waterfront, Shaw, and Red Hen here in Washington, D.C. I got that right? Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, So basically, last year, we had this really fun episode right before the end of the season where we all brought in some of our favorite beers, and we talked about uh, things that we loved and, you know, basically like broed out beer style. Um, this year, we're doing it a little bit earlier because I wanted it to kind of be like Friendsgiving. So we've all brought, I mean, except for me who forgot my beer. Um, <laughs> we forgot, I know. Oh, thanks, Grant. Thank you. This is perfect. Grant brought two beers. Now I have two. Um, so we've all brought Thanksgiving beers, and we're going to talk about those beers. We're going to, you know, bro out again, basically. Um, so whose beer do we want to start with? I'm thinking probably um, Brett. Sure, we can yeah. do that. Okay. So I've been a big fan of Manor Hills pretty much since they opened. I think they just do a lot of really classic styles that um, may, we may not see on as regular a basis as we had maybe 10 years ago in the beer industry. They do a porter, a pilsner, an IPA, your classic uh, beer styles really, really well. Um, and the one I brought today is their mild-mannered. Um, it's an amber ale, so... As far as the flavor profile that you're going to get, um, you'll have a little bit of a malty backbone, a little bit of residual sweetness. I really think this is a great Thanksgiving beer. Um, And beer for the holiday season in general, it goes really well with a lot of foods. It's very versatile. goes with your turkey, um, any starch, um, but it also has enough depth to stand up to maybe um, a more indulgent uh, piece of meat. Um, but it's also nice and sessionable. <laughs> Can you list some indulgent meat, please? Sure. Um, like uh, a London broil, perhaps. Okay. Something like that. Even duck it could stand up to. So, sometimes my wife treats me like an indulgent piece of meat. <laughs> I'm married. It's fine. It's okay. That's amazing. And uh, like I said, it's a set, nice sessionable beer. Only 5.3%. So this is... This pairs well with uh, 
afternoon football on Thanksgiving too. For sure. You could even do this with a little yeah. sweet potato casserole. Sure. Ooh, for sure. There's little mushrooms on mushrooms. Marshmallows on top. Marshmallows on top. Now <laughs> who who does who does the do you guys do the traditional marshmallows on top? I find sweet potatoes no. revolting. I so no. I can't imagine putting no. sweet potato on no, top. No, there's of sweet that. sweet on sweet doesn't work for me. Okay. I gotcha. I guess you guys are from the Midwest. Yeah, where you guys would put sweet potato followed by marshmallow followed by mayonnaise, and right? And turn it into a casserole. Oh, and call it a salad. on anything. Call yeah. it a salad. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, this is fantastic. I'm also a really big fan of the grisette that they do. Mm-hmm. They're like our schlafly. Uh, yeah. The short beer they made last year was real, real good. That's a really underrated uh, beer style. It's one of my favorites. It yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's definitely, and we talked about that uh, last uh, last week. Um, so the beauty of this, yeah, this is really, really food friendly. Um, have any of you ever been out to Manor Hill? It's in, what, Oxen Hill, Maryland? Columbia, Columbia, I think. Columbia, okay. I did go. I went earlier this year. Really bucolic scenery, and it's a really well-done operation up there. I also don't know what the word bucolic is. <laughs> We're all looking at you. Everyone's looking around like, bucolic. Ah, yes. Sam, use That your... is quite what the scenery <laughs> was like. Use your hand computer to ask Google what it means. Did you use it and not know what it meant? No, it's not. No. That, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I know what it means. Anyway, yes, I've been up there. It's very yeah. beautiful. Um, very bucolic. Very bucolic. <laughs> it is. And... Um, I think they, like I said, they just do really good classic styles. And I think that's the mark of a good brewery. Um, yeah. Not just a brewery that can, um, you know, brew with some heavier ingredients and mask some brewing imperfections. Um, with a ton, a ton of hops. or ton of hops or, you know, adjuncts. Um, like I said, this is kind of the mark of a good brewery, I think. Yeah, for it's sure. It's also a great style that you can bring somewhere that's not going to be too um, divisive. Yeah. Right, because you know, it's a craft pleaser. You can generally bring you know IPAs to any sort of you know big, you know where everyone's like, oh, I like beer, I like beer. Like at my, mm-hmm. you know, all the men in my family are like, oh, I like IPAs. Oh, I love the the more hops, the better. I always say, uh, but that leaves a lot of people out. Yeah. Um, and Thanksgiving is about bringing people together, community, it's welcoming. About, <laughs> <laughs> it's about family and friends, yeah. and this is the sort of style of beer that you know. Everyone's going to have a good time drinking, even if they don't normally drink beer. They're going to have it with their food, and they're going to be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I think, similarly, I was hoping that someone would bring us Saison, because I think Saison's also like a super easy uh, Thanksgiving beer. But that's too much of a layup. We went, we went challenging, right? Yes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. Um, Sam, what'd you bring? Uh, I brought a beer I haven't had before. Um, nice. But I, what I did was I looked at, I was trying to go with the theme of what is a Thanksgiving beer. Mm-hmm. And I started off, I think where Brett started off, which was like, what goes really well with all the food? And mm-hmm. I thought, Brett's going to do that. Yeah. Um, Brett's, Brett's immaculate with beer pairings. He's really good at it. Really good at I it. I learned it from him. Yeah. Which is why I'm so good at it. <laughs> um, but then I decided, uh, as I was looking at the various... Um, beers in the case uh, to go with something more inspired Mm. by Thanksgiving. So this is uh, Upland Brewing's um, Breaking Away. 
which is an ale with lemon and ginger. Okay. And lemon and ginger really, you know, sort of took me to things like the way that my family does their sweet potatoes or lemon, you know, being in a turkey stuffed up inside of it. So we're going to just, just stuff right in up there. inside of it so we can enjoy yeah. the bucolic views of the interior mm, of a turkey. Of a turkey. So, um, so Upland is uh, in Boulder. No, Upland oh, is Bloomington. Bloomington. And the name of the beer is Breaking Away, uh, which is, if you want to just pass it around. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Away is a classic 80s film uh, about um, a bike race that takes place at Indiana University of Bloomington every year uh, that is very popular uh, with, with me and my family, and sometimes we watch it around the holidays. Upland. I was thinking so, of Upslope. That's where I got mixed up there. I do that with Crooked Stave and Crooked Run all the time. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm a, you know, I know a lot about beer. And people are like, well, you don't know where anything is from. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, <laughs> Being as this is a Midwest beer, I was kind of hoping for a marshmallow adjunct. Yeah. <laughs> I think you brought a marshmallow adjunct the last time we did this. Wait, so this is a, this is just an ale, right? It is, an, it is a, a beer brewed with ale yeast. They just said there's no, like, other... It just says ale. It just says ale. It okay. It is an ale yeast with what tastes like a fair amount of lemon. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just even lemon peel. It tastes like it might even have, like, whole lemons added to it. This tastes like a, like a lemon ginger tea that you would consume yeah. if yes. you were ill. Yeah, maybe it's got some lacto-souring, because they also have a fairly extensive uh, <laughs> sour program. Uh, at Upland, uh, a lot of barrel aged sours. Want to break down that lacto souring phrase you just chucked out there? Uh, sure. Lactobacillus <laughs> is um, the bacterial strain that makes your yogurt sour, and when added to uh, beer, most often in a kettle souring, mm-hmm. um, it produces uh, also big, bold uh, acidic qualities in it. Uh, lactic acid being the acid that it produces. Now, you are also not only a beer person, but you're also a cocktail person. Yes. I would say a very talented cocktail person, correct? No one would agree with you. <laughs> um, you I can... lose every competition I'm in. I feel like you come in second. Though. Yeah, so you like come, you in come in second. I come in a lot of second and third. You come in last second, which Next my husband time, calls first loser. Which yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I, Of all the losers, I was the best loser. The best of them. But, okay, so I feel like this beer... Look, some people disagree with me here, but I think beer cocktails are just fine. I do, too. So what would you do with this one, putting you on the spot? No, you know what? You know, if I were to actually like to boost it up Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. You can cook this down into a syrup, um, and then you've uh, introduced a lot of really interesting uh, round flavors. Where at times, like, syrups and cocktails tend to be kind of one note. Um, because, you know, you're using, say, one piece of fruit and creating a syrup with it, whereas this brings all of the flavor of the lemon and the ginger and the yeast and the malt. Uh, So when you cook it down into a syrup, uh, you've got a lot to play with from there. So that's just one early thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, with the flavors that's in it, you could also do uh, some sort of, like, uh, Rattler's not really a, a, what do you call it? Um, Never mind. That's okay. Let's go away from that. No, you were, you were, yeah, you did a great show. Yeah, that was a great. Great. We'll do that. Cook it down to a syrup, put it in with some, like, whiskey? Whiskey or, or, you know, gin. Gin. Um, Make a little, like, uh, almost like a gin old-fashioned with it if you wanted to, or shake it with a different fruit juice uh, to make some sort of, like, um, gin daiquiri. 
My words are failing me. That's okay. No, I like it. I couldn't come up with bucolic. (laughs) Bucolic. That was great. I did look it up. He used it correctly. Nice. Do you want to share Share. that? Yeah, it's like um, the pleasantness of the countryside. Oh. Hmm. Like, what's the... No, I'm not even going to try. Um... (laughs) And uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is Beer Me on Full Service Radio. I am here with my friends giving of beer. Um, so we're going to move on to the beer that I didn't bring, but Grant brought two and he gave this to me. So thank you for bailing me out on that one. You're quite welcome. Here to help. Um, so let me, let me see if I can talk about it without ever uh, seeing it or tasting it. So this is a new release from DC Brow. I can recognize the branding. Their branding is very on point. Um, this is full transparency. They're hard seltzer. Hard seltzer's so so hot right now. Um, and this is their mango flavor. Only 100 calories and less than one gram of sugar. Five percent alcohol and naturally gluten free. How are they doing that? If how are they making this? Corn sugar. Corn sugar. Okay. And then I'm. I mean, I don't actually know. I haven't looked yeah. at it yet. But a lot of the other places are using. They're using a lot of them are using malt as like the at least the, the base. No. no, I mean some no, of them are, some of them but, are. But, but a lot of them because they want to hit that gluten free market, yeah, are are hitting it with, you know, cane corn sugar. syrup and cane sugar and other things, uh, other uh, sugar sources that they can then uh, brew with a or ferment with a um, like a neutral yeast that's not going to produce a lot of its own flavor, and then they they flavor them up and and sell them. And I'm, I got to be honest, I'm going to go. Like full disclosure, which I think is that the name? No, full transparency. You give full transparency. Full transparency. I drink a lot of hard seltzer. Which one? Are you a truly girl? Um, I mean, sorry, truly. My man? favorite is Bon and Viv. What? Really? Um, yeah, my favorites are Bon and Viv. Though it's I just White had and truly that dominate the market. No, I know. Okay. I know that they do because they've got the like weirder, bolder flavors. But mm-hmm. I like that the Bon and Viv tastes more like uh, like a Lacroix. Or LaCroix. Um, it is technically pronounced. No, I know. I don't okay, know. all right. I don't want to get into a fight. But um, so you drink a lot of Bon and Viv. I drink some Bon and Viv, but yeah. most often I get something like Truly or White Claw because I can get that at more stores. Mm. It's what I keep in my house. You know, the people in this room also know that I I drink quite a bit of vodka because when I get He's at home, a vodka connoisseur. Whereas <laughs> Brett can pair <laughs> beer and food immaculately. Sam Nellis is a vodka expert. But. I, don't know. I drink a lot of it because I, I I like that I like things that you can just sort of like drink and not think about or okay. think about if you want to think about them. Um, so when I get home and I've been you know tasting stuff all day at work and I just want to sit back and relax and not think about what I'm drinking, I drink a white claw. It's great. The mango the mango flavor of all of these drinks is the best one. So I told I told Grant to get mango and let's see if it holds up. This is my first time having it. Wow, they like really, this is like real mango flavor. It It tastes good. Lots of mango on the nose. This is perfect for Thanksgiving for your cousin's girlfriend that shows up and (laughs) (laughs) you had to have something for her. Yeah. But it's also good. It is good. When nobody's looking. This is. Or when everyone's looking. I'm actually really, I'm actually really impressed because like, I don't know, I guess I have expectations set low for hard seltzer, but... I mean, this is our they're, new... They're the modern Gruet. I know. <laughs> 1.5 billion in sales for White Claw this summer. Re- this summer? Only, yeah. only yeah. this summer. They outsold Budweiser this summer. Wow. I mean, someone had to. Yeah. 
That's crazy, though. I mean, it, it, and a lot of it's just from that like one video of the guy being like, "There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws," <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, we want to say that too. <laughs> we gotta buy that one thing so we can say it every time we drink it." Okay, so this guy not only is a vodka connoisseur, but mm-hmm. he's a hard seltzer connoisseur yeah. because he knows both the video of White Claw and Bon Bon Vient. No, Bon and Viv, the bon swimming Viv? mermaids. See, okay, oh, things I, I don't know. know. I was looking around at everybody else nodding, like I know what you're talking about. No idea, never heard of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, part of, I'm part of the it. zeitgeist, my man. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm I'm fascinated that you know such a big craft beer producer is getting into that. I mean, it makes sense, right? Well, Boston Beer owns truly, truly, yeah, um, truly. Yeah, yeah, truly. That's, they truly they, own they, it. They honestly, <laughs> truly do. Um, I think Honest Tea is a different company. Honest uh, Tea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back on Beer Me on Full Service Radio. Welcome back to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live at the Line Hotel. Today is a special episode. It is my Friendsgiving. Um, we've done an episode like this before where we just bring in some beers, bro out a little bit. Uh, so I have uh, very familiar voices here on the show. Colleen Gillespie, she is the bar manager and general manager of Boundary Stone in Washington, D.C., two men about town and beer experts, Brett Weinrib and Grant Vaught and Sam Nellis. He is the bar director for All Purpose Waterfront, All Purpose Shaw, and Red Hen in Washington, D.C. I got that right? Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, All right, so we just tried uh, the Hard Seltzer new release from D.C. Brow, uh, which was really delicious and tasted like mango. Yes. Cane sugar, by the way. Cane sugar. Cane sugar. Okay. That makes more sense. No corn. No corn. So this is cane sugar. Cane sugar. A la, like, rum. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like it's uh, rum agricole. Rum agricole. But it's but it's a mangoey seltzer thing. Mangoey seltzer thing. No, this is great. I'm happy they're taking advantage of the trend. And yes, this is a good Thanksgiving beer because people who don't drink beer, there you go. Or people who are gluten intolerant. Um, So we're gonna move on to Colleen's beer. She went really fancy. Have at it. I did. Uh, Like Sam, I have not had this. I haven't had the beer that I've brought, so this is going to be fun for all of us. Um, (laughs) Choose adventure. It's adventure. 12 Drummers Drumming by the Brewery. It is a blend of a Belgian-style quad and an old ale aged in bourbon barrels. So I was going to go about this two different ways, because my Thanksgiving starts with mimosas very early. Okay. So I was going to go on that end. But I thought maybe... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought, you know, at the end, we usually end with whiskey... Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a nice alternative. has kind of like a whiskey quality to it, kind of like as a when you're dressed. No one has left the table, and you're just sitting there in a coma. This is a nice 
Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, all right, let's let's crack it open. Let's pass it around. Do you like, have any openings for Thanksgiving? Do you? Have, <laughs> Grant wants to know if you have any openings for Thanksgiving. Like, so yes. Says and whiskey, like I'm on board. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring anything but sweet potato casserole. <laughs> Leave the marshmallows at home, please. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like this would be also, you know, especially with the Belgian quad part of it, you're getting a lot of, like, really dark stone fruit fig, you know, plum, purple plum, that kind of thing. And um, that would pair well maybe with some of the pies that happen. I don't know what you guys do for pies. Uh, I'm a big... I don't like pie. I don't love pie. I'm not going to lie to anyone. Um, I'm an ice cream cake (laughs) kind of gal. That counts. I like your style. So I'm getting three different pies for seven people due to different dietary restrictions this year. Uh, and I have to go to three different stores. That's a lot. So pies are a sore subject for me. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up the sensitive subject. All right, what do you guys think of the beer? It's good. I mean, the fruit shows well on it. Uh, the bourbon is restrained because it sounds like only one of the beers was aged in bourbon and then blended in. Correct. A smaller 20%, percentage. 20%, yeah. Yeah, so... The, you know, a lot of times these days, bourbon can be a prevailing note because mm-hmm. people want to push how hard that they, you know, well, you know, we, we, we blended it with bourbon in bourbon barrels and then brewed a bourbon with it and then made it back into beer somehow. And you're like, cool. So <laughs> why am I not just drinking bourbon? Uh, be a lot faster for where I want to go. Um, so I think it's nice. Uh, and the fruit's good on it, too. Yeah. yeah. We want this with pecan pie. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, yeah. Pecan pie is the way to go. Pie. Pecan, pecan. I'm a pecan pie guy. Pecan. But I think I'm a pecan. 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 So, and this is what, 12, 12%? 12%, ABV, yeah. But it's definitely not tasting 12%. Mm-hmm. That could, you could really do some damage on that one. I honestly don't know anymore. What do you mean? I drink so much alcohol, I can't tell what the levels are okay. now. Yeah. Like when I drink vodka, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, is it 2%? <laughs> 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 this, is, this is just this sessionable, really sessionable vodka. Do we need to have a separate conversation? <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of flavor. <laughs> We're not talking about frequency. We're just oh, talking okay. about flavor. Yeah. It's more like I can tell if it's well-made or not. not yeah. Because we, Brett and I, shared a 16.5% ABV barrel-aged stout a couple weekends ago. And it did not hit like 16.5 hits. No, if I remember, and this is not like a flex move, like we had two... 500 milliliter bottles back to back and they did not hit like 16 percent yeah but sometimes you get that 11 and a half percent barrel age thing that you can use to take the paint off of your yeah. house if yeah. you need to so and with this beer something i think a lot of people forget is the brewery has a like pop-up shop right near union market and this gives you access to beers that otherwise you know, are a little harder to find or a little bit more expensive. And I feel like typically in that shop, you get some really good deals. Yeah, including their offshoot brand, which is focusing on their IPAs, which are, yeah, they're always really good. It's also next door to A. Letary, and you can go get a dope sub. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. That's something else. There's (laughs) A. Letary. It's the little Italian shop. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and for those of you who aren't familiar, if you go to the brewery store, next door it looks like kind of like an Italian market. you got to go to the back. There's a counter there, and you get the best subs. They're really good subs. If you're not sure what an Italian market looks like, it's the one that's painted like the Italian flag. Yeah. Right. (laughs) One of the colors is a door. You just got to figure out which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have have too many beers. They have an incredible wine selection as well. It's actually also a great little market, too. Yeah. Pasta is... 
This is now dozens. an Alitary. <laughs> this is a dozen. This show has been sponsored by Alitary. Alitary. Their oils are incredible. Next they're on Alitary Me Radio. They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, all right, Grant, let's, uh, let's move on to yours. I'm pretty excited. I haven't had this one before. All right, that sound was me uh, pounding the last of my uh, brewery beer that I had. Uh, but what we have right now that I'm popping open is Firestone Walker's uh, 22. It's their anniversary ale. I'm going to pass around. Also, I'm, I got to know, Grant, like anytime we do a beer share or anything like that, he just like casually brings like something crazy expensive and rare. Just like, oh, yeah, I've had this laying around for a while. Uh, it's only been around for a year. My wife loves when I come on this show <laughs> because there's less <laughs> beers in the house as a result. Uh, but this is a... And I will start with saying that I have not had this, so I'm not going to be able to give you any pairing notes or anything. But to give you a rundown, uh, if you're not familiar with the anniversary beers from Firestone Walker, they uh, work with vintners and friends and uh, different people in the California area. And that's to, where they're based. That's where they're based, yeah, mm-hmm. in Central California. Uh, and they have groups that they give them access to all of their barrel library and let them uh, mix beers because... You know, in wine, that's how you make good wine. You mix wine. And Blending. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they've taken that approach to beers and given access to all of their beers to these teams of friends for friends giving and allowed them all to make their own blends. And then they pick the winner and they make that for their anniversary ale. So this is the 12th year they've done, well, 13th year they've done this. This is the 12th version because it's a year old. But it's about, uh, let's see. Two-fifths of a Sticky Monkey, which is a quad-aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, One-fifth of a Parabola, stout-aged in bourbon barrels. One-fifth of a Brown Ale-aged in bourbon barrels. And about uh, one-eighth and one-eighth of a Blonde Barley Wine. One-aged in rum, one-aged in gin. I brought this last year's version to Thanksgiving. It was a bunch of non-beer drinkers, but they're from California. And they were very appreciative of the idea of blending. And then when I introduced this to them, because, goodness, um, one of the things, this is my favorite beer every year, regardless of what happens, just because I love everything that goes into this. The smell is, like, off the charts, like, crazy. I mean, their barrel program is ridiculous. Yeah. And I explained to everybody what was going on with this, and then, as they were not beer drinkers, they tried this, and their reaction was, like, literally, like, this is, this is beer? Yeah. Like, they're blown away, and I love it. And there's this long, lengthy letter that comes with it every year that tells you all about it, but it's just kind of like uh, Friendsgiving, where there's little individual strands that come together to make something stronger, greater than they are by themselves. So that's why it's perfect for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, and one of my favorite beers every year. Grant got very deep there. It was so beautiful. Shocking. Grant gets deep on this show. I love it. It was incredible. <laughs> such a good, such a good outline of what Thanksgiving should be. My wife always listens to these shows and looks at me like, "Why, why do you talk to nobody like this?" And then I want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that this blend. They've mm-hmm. sort of moved. I feel like for a couple of years there. It was always like 80% of it was a blend of Sticky Monkey and Parabola. Mm-hmm. And it sort of became, for like, maybe like only three or four years, but it was like, like, all right, well, I mean, that is awesome. 
I'm not, you know, like, of course that's what it is. But I really like that in this one, like, the parabola's sort of a second or tertiary note in it. Like, the, the roasty chocolate coffee comes in like it was dressed on top of all the, the fruit and spice uh, layered underneath it. Yeah. This, I could drink this beer, like, as dessert. It's like, by delicious. Lots of, I get lots of heavy fig okay. on yeah. the nose. Toffee. Big toffee. Yes. Big yes. toffee, everything. This is, yeah, this is outstanding. Thank you for sharing this, Grant. This is awesome. Um, so before we sign off, I want to kind of go around the horn and do your advice to people for Thanksgiving, beer-related or not, you can choose. Okay? So we'll start with uh, Colleen here. Okay, start with mimosas early. Start it's, with mimosas that's early. That's the okay. best way. Not beer-related. Not beer-related. Start with mimosas early. It's a great start to your day. Mm-hmm. Um, brine your turkey. Brine your turkey. Okay, great. Good, Good advice. advice. Good advice. Good advice. Leave the uh, 15% till the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to start the day, if you don't have a mimosa, take a moment when you wake up before you start going about your day and actually think about what you truly are thankful for and kind of dedicate yourself to that and supporting those things. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) My advice is to wear sweatpants. Yep. As stylish as your sweatpants right now? Um, those are very stylish. Either or. Okay. I mean, you can... They're go, aerodynamic is you what can they are. go style... Well, I am aerodynamic just <laughs> because I'm really tiny and small. Mm. That's all. Um, wear, wear sweatpants and, uh, you know, take it easy. Ease into the day. It's, it is a marathon. Um, so don't, uh, don't go too hard too early. Nice. Grant, do we need to double back? I'd be adept without mentioning this, uh, since my wife's going to be listening to this. Make sure you get the plates that you take to Thanksgiving back at the end of the day. Okay. Mm. That's a very, that's a very husbandly, yeah, that's good advice. Sam, what do you got? Uh, I would, I'm going to go in the same vein of the, what are you thankful for? Mm -hmm. Um, and say that try to make your day of Thanksgiving about being thankful. You have 364 days a year, unless it's a leap day and then early year. And then 365 you have, days. Then you have extra. Yeah, yeah. But you have all that time to be annoyed with people. You have mm-hmm. all that time to be frustrated by all the things in your life that aren't going exactly right. And Thanksgiving is a really great time to have a day of like purposeful thought and intentional thought where you go, what's going really well? What am I thankful for? What are the blessings in my life? And it could be your family. You know, it's like, oh, we argued about politics. But, like, I'm glad that I got to still sit with my grandpa whose, you know, views are nut job level. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's still here, and I'm thankful for that. I still have an opportunity to change his mind before he leaves the corporeal realm. Um, I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, there are things always to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. um, And living that day with that specific purpose Mm -hmm. is really refreshing. And that's my recommendation. Nice. Yeah, we get deep. We get deep here on Beer Me Radio. Um, I will leave you all with this advice. Um, Enjoy your day. um, And do not be condescending or judgmental when somebody brings a beer to you. If they are bringing a homebrew and it's not very good, be kind to them. If they're bringing... Um, you know, Budweiser, and they're very excited to share some beer with you, be happy for that. So don't be condescending. Don't be a jerk. Yeah? Be thankful. Be thankful. (laughs) Just be thankful. Just be thankful. Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming on the show again. Um, I think we're going to make this a thing. I really like it. 
Um, and thank you all for listening. Uh, we've got a couple more episodes uh, for 2019 coming your way. But I am grateful and thankful for every single listener, seriously. Uh, this has been Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recorded live at the Line Hotel. I am your host, Sarah Jane. Cheers. <laughs>